Welcome back, everybody, to the Annie Are You Okay podcast. Today, Anna and I do a check-in episode. We wanted to do this to share more personal information to our listeners about our individual experiences with our healing journey. We touch on how we are coping and dealing with negative emotions and ways that we maintain a balance. So here's the episode. I really hope y'all enjoy it. Please feel free to like, follow, and subscribe to the show, Any Are You Okay podcast on Apple and Spotify, and find us on Instagram and Facebook as well. We're also on Twitter at A-A-Y-O podcast, all caps. All right, here's the show. Please understand that this show is not therapy and that we are not licensed psychologists, therapists, or life coaches. We are simply two moms who are walking down their own healing path. We believe in the power of connection to help unite and empower others who struggle with understanding mental health. Again, we are not professionals. We are just mental health advocates trying to spread awareness through our own experiences to help others feel less alone and to normalize the stigma around mental illness. If you or anyone you love is struggling and needs help, please contact the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. You can also message them from the website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are just going to do a little check-in episode. Oh, yeah. That's that baby. Oh, baby. He wants a baba. Yep. (laughs) He has been so... Okay, so like, quick note. He has switched fully from being fed at night to bottles all day long and sleeping through the night. So it's like, wow, I'm, I'm so glad that he's fucking doing that. But like, also... Are you okay? Like, I make sure that he's okay at night because I'm like, um, I don't know. As a scary, even Dylan, Dylan at first was like, this is so weird. It just literally, it was like a switch. Yeah. yeah. Was it a switch for you? Or do you even remember? Yeah. You were like, I barely remember. Uh, first, I mean, I remember like after the first three months, definitely. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, for still, I mean, when she started moving around, we just got her one of those little walk things and she was in that thing for forever. And all she did was eat all the time and poop on pee all the time so i'm like that's basically what you're getting ready for is like mobility eating like consumption and then just a lot a lot a lot of changing yeah he's starting to walk he's really really starting to walk i would start putting like a a teaspoon of cereal baby cereal in his formula just to get it started going in his system because it'll disintegrate that much is going to disintegrate almost completely Maybe it'll get a little starchy. He doesn't even really yeah. like his bottles too much, to be honest with you. Mm. Like, I have to remember to give it to him. Well, Otherwise, he, he doesn't cereal, drink. Just give him cereal. Yeah. So, I mean, we haven't even given him cereal in his bottle at all. Like, he like doesn't. Like the rice cereal mix? That's yeah. Stuff? We didn't. We weren't advised to even use that, actually. Mm. Our, our, I don't know. Things change every, like, two years, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, all we're doing is just, like, the formula, five bottles a day or so. If we're lucky. Mm-hmm. we yeah anyway it's just he doesn't really care too much for the bottle and i'm kind of shocked about it and it kind of scared me at first but then i was just kind of reassured with the doctor and he's doing fine He'll eat when he's every hungry. baby just yeah like every baby is different and he's within the curve that he needs to be in he is really small though but i'm not really complaining <laughs> he's he's walking and he looks like a freaking tiny he's so little. <laughs> i know all right We really want to grow our relationship with our listeners. And if you haven't realized, the show is extremely therapeutic for us, uh, you know, to produce. So today we'll be be digging into our personal lives. I think that might be a good idea for our listeners to hear a little bit more and just connect with our audience so that there's just a better overall understanding of our purpose of doing this. Um, So. First, I want to address the situation with my brother and his family. Um, I did say some very hurtful things that I regretfully said. I immediately apologized to them. Mm -hmm. I continued to apologize until it just wasn't being received. And I tried moving on. Um, I'm going to continue to apologize and just continue to block but I'm no way defending what I said. I am owning what I said, which was horrible. And you know what? I'm sorry that I said that again, because I'm not in a perfect place. I don't think anybody can be. I think everybody can make mistakes. 
and um and that's why I'm here to produce this show is it's it's a huge tool in my life to yeah. you know it's it's very therapeutic in my life yeah. and I think that there's definitely forgiveness when mm -hmm. it comes to that and understanding especially from people who are walking in this life of like a borderline right. and knowing what it's like to explode in reactive abuse yeah. and what do you you know what I mean like I don't want to sit here and say they deserved it but I do want to sit here and say when you sit there and aggravate a dog are you going to blame him when he bites you like yeah you don't want to get bitten and it do that dog shouldn't yeah. be aggravated to that point it should be well trained say, right yeah i was just gonna say like it's they know that we make this show i feel like the whole coming at you and and like trying to get you to stop doing it was almost like their projection of trying or their their they're trying to feel good about right, themselves and to they're play. trying to get you to do something for them. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that's not how it's played. So if you don't want, like, fair warning, if you don't want your business or some shit about you out there on this mm -hmm. thing, then don't, don't do yeah. nothing. It is what it is. And I wish it wasn't. I never intended it for to be, to be this way. I have my issues. I certainly do. But ultimately, I just wanted to put my boundaries between them and yeah. me. Um, I lost my comfortability with them. And that isn't something I have to continue to explain to someone until they understand it. Right. That is something that I don't even have to even explain once, even though I did. Um, it's just, it is what it is. You have to accept it. And if you don't, then I guess you can try and pursue extreme measures. But if you can't take a step back from that at one point and realize that what you're doing is so far out of the boundaries that nobody is standing behind you then i don't know what to do man i i just want peace right but you know that's what i'm gonna say i want to just drop it at that point and hopefully we'll just you know i am sorry to my listeners for even just being a, a toxic person even though i talk about them i mean i feel like i'm only human in my defense i am only human and i make mistakes um, and that's why I'm still in therapy. That's why I'm still going to continue to walk on this path of mental healing because I don't want to be this toxic person that reacts to abuse in a toxic way. Right. And that is just, you know, like that outlines a huge portion of what we've talked about on this show is this monster that kind of comes into our lives and just takes control of our emotional pad. Well, it's pretty shitty when you have that happen to you and then someone's like, oh, well, you're having one of those episodes and you're like, you don't even have a slight understanding and you're just and trying to weaponize like. it. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. So I reacted in such a bad way and I regret that. So we'll just leave that there. Right. And my apologies. The only thing I want to bring up about that is like the goal is to, you know, take no shit, but do no harm. And it's hard to figure out as a borderline, <laughs> like how to walk that line, you know, it's, yeah. it's a hard one. Um, but that's the intention. So, I mean, can't, can't beat yourself up too much. I it. try not to. Yeah. Um, I so... have to tell myself those things. Cause like in the back, there's like that voice that's still beating me up and I'm like, shut up. Mm -hmm. It's not that big of a deal. So I want to shout out to Australia and the United Kingdom yeah. for being in our top 7% of listeners. Um, Australia is the 5%. Um, I don't know what it's like to live there, but if any of those listeners want to message the show and talk to us about how maybe there are differences or how it's not different to be yeah, like necessarily borderline. Or like what you guys go yeah, through. Yeah, we want to know how stuff. You, yeah. A com gonna, common things that y'all go through that you don't know or don't. Yeah, Don't I want to do some more yeah. deep research on outside of America, but I do know that America is probably entertaining to like the entire world. We're probably like jackass, yeah, or like I don't know. What's we're the that fuck show? Up. <laughs> we're on like that prank show, but we're always punked. constantly yeah, we're on punked, but we're constantly getting punked. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, there's no end. Funny. There's no end to it. But thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, and that's just exciting. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is how 
people talk about the good old days and how that's not realistic anymore. People constantly post stuff and it's like, maybe this is just me, but like, I know I see it. Too. I see p- stuff all the time on social media, like talking about the 1950s, talking about like the, you know, the, the 70s. And I'm like, and people yeah, have but no idea how romanticized all of that is. It was a horrible time. It for was women. not a good time to be anyone Anytime other than I a see white that, fucking I'm man. like, no, thank you. No. Yeah. No, no, no. And I'm not criticizing people for fantasizing that because it's so romanticized Literally. that it is a fantasy. So. I mean, and there are things that you can love about certain times, like you can love the fashion in the 70s. You can love that. That's fine. You can love the the uh, I don't know, the aesthetic of the 20s, you know, the Art Deco era. But it's not real. But but any real life, how everyone was living back then, you can't say you want it like that because you got no idea what that was like. Yeah. And like, that's what's super hard is people. And that I think the new version of that is just social media. And mm-hmm. people don't realize that's not real life. Even adults don't realize that's not real life. And I wish I wish some people would take a minute and just like peel themselves off of social media. I know I did when I had my like full breakdown of right. just like, okay, I'm not talking to anybody anymore that's toxic to me and blah, blah, blah. I've been thinking about getting rid of Facebook because, like, I really don't use it for anything. And I don't oh, yeah. Ever, if you don't use it, then get rid of it. It's yeah. fucking oh, a like, trap. I, yeah. I've had it since middle school, so I have, like, my biggest amount of following on there. So I have to kind of keep it for if I want to, like, keep growing my social media things for the show and yeah. uh, photography. But it's only a matter of time. Like, I got rid of Spotify because, I mean, not really because of Joe Rogan, but why not? <laughs> um that whole thing is just a hot mess. And not that I, I don't really fully dislike Joe I Rogan. Know what, I'm not even aware of what you're talking oh, about. Oh, he just like had a whole bunch of people come on his podcast and talk about things that the FDA and the CDC find as misinformation um, about COVID-19. But blah, blah, blah. Anyway. I just listen to my music, man. That's not even what I wanted to get into. My I'm just not paid for by me. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend's dad pays my Spotify. Shout out to Sam Knuckles. It's just, it's just so interesting to me that like people see things and they're just like, oh yeah, that's yeah of course, of course <laughs> they yeah, see things on the internet and they're like, that's real life. That was real life. This is real life. And why can't it be like that? And the reason we can't go back is because we did so many things in the process to make things better. And if we went back, all of those things would be undone. And there's no way to go back and like have a 1950s mentality where there was peace because there was people who had control and there was deep segregation and heavy sexism. You know, that's why things function is because people paid attention to societal rule. Yeah. We don't live that way anymore. And I don't want to go back to that. I don't think right. anybody wants to go back to that. But it sounds nice, you know, the poodle skirts and the, the bouffant hair. Just do that. <laughs> like, there are people that do that. You know what I mean? Like, just, I mean, just, just do, do that. that. Yeah, no, I feel Just you. do it. Like, That's basic. I did I it. it. I, I rocked it for a while. I loved that. I actually, I did really good with it. I don't know. I just have a slight problem with that. But I, you know. So, the next thing we should talk about is how therapy is going and what's our plan moving forward you can go first if you want yeah um well my therapist has made the decision that i should seek out someone that's willing or able to meet in person um Mm -hmm. to have a little bit more deeper connection a little bit better um process with uh figuring out like you know where to go and what kind of plan i want to work with so Right now, basically, I'm just waiting for my next appointment to talk to them and be like, so what should I be looking for in my next provider or like my next uh, therapist, counselor, whatever? And then um, I got to, oh God, I got to call the pharmacy and renew my medication. Okay. Well, not renew it, but I just got to call them and be like, hey, I'm down to so much medication. And they'll be like, okay, come in on this day and come pick it up. Yeah. Um, cause I went there before and they were like, oh yeah, your insurance doesn't cover it cause you already picked up. And I was like, yeah, but I have new instructions. So now I need to pick up so I don't get like, mm-hmm. I don't run out. And they're like, yeah, we don't want you to run out. So they're like, we, they sent a message to my insurance. And then once I call them, they should be able to fill it within like 36 hours or something like that. 
And I don't know. I I always, always, I've always thought about taking medication and it's always been on the table, but I have such bad like PTSD from my parents making me take medication. So I, I am like, I'm just anxious thinking about taking it. So I'm I'm not medicated. It just, it makes me feel really tired throughout the day. I was this close to trying it and then like, I don't know. And then I got a diagnosis and then I was like, well, I recommend it. I feel like I'm, I am more willing and I'm better at getting myself into the routine of doing self-care, like taking mm. notes, journaling, taking moments to breathe and do body checks and whatnot. And like, as long, yeah, if it's helping you do that, that's, that's great. Like yeah. it, and it definitely helps me calm down. I also have an as needed medication, which is a hypertension medication that is meant to just basically open up the capillaries and your blood vessels. Um, so that blood can flow easier so that you, you know, lower blood pressure so you're not getting irritable and frustrated. And yeah, I take that as soon as I start feeling my triggers and start feeling my my things that are making me like hit those barriers where I'm like, I'm going to burst. I'm going to get upset. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, I'm actually starting to um, make a plan to go back to the gym. I already have everything that I need pretty I much need except for shoes. I need to go to the gym so bad. I Wanna need to make... out, buddy? Hell if yeah. You, if you move in down the street, we can both go to fucking Planet Fitness. Oh hey, my yo, God. Not yeah. a sponsor. I mean, <laughs> I would come out and work out with you. Yeah, I, I'll, all anyway. I do is run and then like I'll do weights and maybe some lifting. abs and stuff. Like, I don't know much about weights anymore except for, like, lifting with my legs. And, like, that's what I always focus on because I'm a runner. Um, See, I need someone to help me push through running because I, like, don't I love like, running. I don't like I'm, like, a much. freaking weirdo. Like, I have to be careful when I start running because I'm one of those that, you know, they'll get on the treadmill the first time and just run 20 miles. Yeah. But then, like, four days later, they're broken. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I can do that. But, like, I, it's hard for me to pace myself. I've always been really good at lifting weights. And so, like, I that's, that's basically what I want to working out is, is super therapeutic. Oh, yeah. I need to go in and rage. Like, I need to go put in it really my freaking... helps with that blood pressure thing. Oh, yeah. And that's what I've had issues with ever since I had a kid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. So therapy for me has been kind of like a wash. I don't know. I had therapy on, I was supposed to have therapy on Valentine's Day, but then she canceled on me, which I'm like, okay, whatever. Like Things happen. But then I was like, well, fuck, there's just, of course, there's just so much that happened. And then I call and I reschedule and I can't get an appointment until March 29th. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I freaking hate this game and then i sat there and i was like what are some alternatives and i found like a couple groups on facebook that talk about like life coaching Mm -hmm. and just like communities of women who kind of go through the similar type stuff right and and i'm trying to find more like bpd support specifically but it's it's actually really hard to find that um but i do know that like even if it's not borderline specific like any level of like mom support at mm-hmm. this point in my in, in community is like probably really important yeah. <laughs> to like moving on because i don't think i need i'm not saying this my therapist even said i, I don't think say, you yeah, need correct me if i'm wrong but i i thought your therapist was yeah. saying that maybe you want to move on to something else like a support group or a mom group or something like that right maybe do like mommy and me classes they i know have them all i was like Portland. i need to go like dude if you do it i'll do it because <laughs> okay. i know i need to do it and i need to make mom friends other than you not that i don't love you I and do it's love you. all about that though but it's Annie all about like keeping your your brain <laughs> busy and and in a healing pattern and continually doing or continually doing healing behaviors um and it's it can be corny sometimes like you know like sometimes i literally just talk out loud and i'm like you need to shut up oh gosh i have little letters to myself (laughs) that i've written when i'm like thinking when i like when i write answers that are like very yeah bleak and that's like hey buddy that's not true that's not what we're doing here have you thought about going to uh dbg or like looking into getting into dbt so i know that i've talked about it with my therapist a little bit and that's like what our next session is going to be about is talking more more in depth about where i should be heading and what i should be looking for um as far as like what kind of therapy i want to do another one was i can't remember if i'm saying this right but eye movement displacement therapy 
where and it and it's not oh, always yeah. it's no, not I've always that, but it's a really good treatment for trauma, yes. especially uncovered trauma or like buried trauma. I read about this, yeah. Yeah. Um and for me it may not be it may be eye stimulus, I can't remember because that's why I did like years and years and years ago, but it never really yeah, came they, to fruition. Yeah, they should be really like memories the lady. or something. Well, and you have to be really trusting and really like you have to have a good care, like a good uh, I know relationship who did this. Yeah. with with the person that's doing it. Kind of like a hypnotist. Like you have to be, you have to be willing to be suggestible to that. I've person. heard of hypnosis being used on borderlines too, but it's not really fully certified. Sorry. <laughs> right. No, no, and it's it's yeah. Again, it's but more like is... someone's putting a suggestion into you that may or may not. Um, repeat itself or carry itself in your subconscious um, it's very possible but basically what almost all of the hypnosis techniques are are you visualizing going deeper and deeper into your mind and your mind is however you want to create that um, so for me like I have a elevator that when you open it up it has like a very specific look in the room and I do very specific things when I get in there and then it like lowers down into these lower levels of like what's supposed to be my subconscious and my brain till it opens up to my my garden, my Eden or like, you know, my palace, my center, the most sacred place. Right. Mm -hmm. It's where my inner child lives. Um, and that's like that's where they start putting in suggestions. Now, this only really works with people who put their belief into it and put their effort into it. So and it's a lot like self-healing, like a lot of self-healing is looking at yourself every day. And even though you don't feel like you love yourself, you look at your body and you say, I love you, even though it feels like a freaking lie coming out of your mouth <laughs> and you feel stupid and corny and cheesy and it's super cringy. Yeah, but it works. But it actually fucking works. And when you're fighting and I think because your lizard it... brain is like, oh, yeah, we love that thing. OK, cool. Yeah. And you're all like, ugh. Your lizard brain's on. But your lizard brain's <laughs> on with it. It's good. It's going for The it. front of my brain is my lizard brain. But yeah, no, you have to look at yourself. And, and what's amazing is that it's it's literally like, uh, what are those, those rock'em, sock'em, boxing, whatever game where the, the two robots box. Mm -hmm. That is literally like your brain mm -hmm. working against your brain. And... Half the time, you just need to keep smashing the button, yep. the happy yep. button, even if it feels like a lie, because eventually you will win. Clear skies. <laughs> Clear skies. <laughs> like, that's what's so rough about being a borderline is like you, you almost have to like acknowledge your inner child walking into the room, give her a hug, tell her it's going to be okay, mm -hmm. and let her walk away. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, you need to to tell them like you need to go at some point too because you can't you can't hang on to them oh yeah so oh and i've been seeing stuff or I, where did i see stuff about that? it's hard too or did i dream about you that? have to figure <laughs> out what they're trying to tell you and this may be very different experience for a lot of different people yeah. but for me it's it's in the experience of i'm really emotional right now and let me try and figure out why and when i dial it all the way back it is my childhood for or me, it's, or it's, it's my trauma, it's whatever it was. It's a fear of like being, being silly or failing. It's fear of just like being. Yeah. So I, like it's my inner child needs to know that, that like fear. it's okay to be who you are. It's uh -huh. okay to be here. And I think like that's a big one for a lot of people, especially like trigger warning. If anyone, you know, is, you know, deals with suicidal ideation like that's a big one is like it's okay for you to exist it is okay for you to be here it's okay for you to have needs that is that's a need that you know has not been met from yeah. your inner child um whoops there we go um next we should probably talk about what our inner child needs most what do you yeah. think your inner child needs most um i wrote <clears throat> They need to be comforted and accepted. As a kid, we were forgotten in more than on more than one occasion and felt so much at a young age. We needed to feel safe and we needed to be scared, safe to be scared and to uh, and safe to be silly. Because a lot of the times when I was a kid, it was like you were the one to be made fun of because you were the little one for so long. And mm. then when you're the middle child, when the older one makes fun of you, the little yeah. one makes fun of you. And then you're like, I'm going to lose it. Oh, and yeah. then you're forgotten on more than one occasion. I can't even. Like, literally left freaking behind. Like, left. And you're just like, what? Here we, and then, like, the thing is, when it happens more than once, you're like, here we go again. Yeah, 
gosh. Yeah. And then like <laughs> you get triggered in moments that you don't even realize that you're like, I'm not feeling included in the way or oh, that's I'm not, exactly or why I'm I have my extrovert tendencies is because I, I want yeah. to be a part of what other people are doing. But on the inside, I really don't. I want to be alone. Yeah. I want some time no, I, by myself. I feel you there. I don't want to do anything with people. But I worry about not going out and not doing things. And that's why I've been battling. Is that's like exactly home. how I was at your age. No, like to a T. Like that's how I felt. I was like, I hate doing this shit, but I hate feeling like I'm not doing this shit. Yeah, I just make myself stay home. And then I find myself in moments where I'm like, I'm actually so You know what you need to I do is home. just give yourself like all of the grace in that stuff oh yeah i've been getting stuff for will, like skincare you'll get better and for like showers i love that shit yeah. so i'm just gonna invest in that i went to you'll lush get today. better at deciding what to do with your time and not figuring out whether or not to, yeah home. like you gotta 100 not people please but you also have to be like okay i'm not gonna be alone forever right you need right. a lot of alone time though oh, and yeah. i feel you because that, when I started healing and I dialed my mental health all the way back to I started healing before I went to therapy. I didn't realize it. But and it was a very, very mm -hmm. long fucking road. Right. Um, but the beginning of it, I had to be alone for a very long time. I needed space. For that is me. when I started doing big healing. And, I can only and it was imagine, right after I did like know. just a few months of therapy and and I had like moved out and I was on my own and I was completely alone. Yeah, even just having like your own like just space to have, your which own I'm looking shit. at very soon. <laughs> having a I know, two I bedroom, really, really it's hope it so so uh, excited. I really really want it to happen. Um, yeah, for me, my inner child, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I feel like my inner child needs the truth, and and it needs an apology yeah like it needs a true honest apology and she needs to be listened to she needs the truth and she needs to be apologized and listened to why why she's hurt um and like that's probably never gonna happen for a number of reasons but like to be honest with you if that were like to heal my relationship with my father that's what she needs yeah and I can't compromise anymore. Like I'm I'm protecting her at this yeah. point. Like if you're not going to admit your faults, your wrongs and hear what you did and what how it hurt me or how it hurt my son, mm -hmm. you do not belong in our life. Like that's just that. And I you know yeah, I realized I realized that I killed that that child that could have a relationship with my parents. I as very young age when I was like 8 years old buried that child yeah. and now i'm at the stage where i'm mourning the inner child like the pure inner child that would have had a complete and whole family and I, but i am leaning into acceptance that like i can create my family and i choose who my family is and that's something that i can i can like relish in and maybe yeah. one day your new identity i might find that that inner child but to me now like she just lives in the ground and is you know i go back and mourn her and i think about I wonder her if you're whatnot, ever gonna but... dig her up yeah maybe one day i Probably think she's my still parents alive. are dead <laughs> and they're not in my her. life i don't think she's dead i think you're just definitely deep well, down that's the hardest game of where's waldo i've ever had to come in contact with so well <laughs> you've got a, you've got plenty of time to figure it out so don't worry about it um What's another good question? Uh, what are your triggers? Um, I guess we can go first. My triggers are... <laughs> I can't believe I'm blinking right now. Mm. Um, just in general, people who are, like, just mean. Mm. Like, I used to always have a problem with this, but, like, back in, at, at, like, one of my old jobs, we used to have these guys who were, like, praised... Because they would like taunt everybody to work faster and like they were praised because they could do like twice the amount of workload. But like they made other people quit their jobs because they wanted to make them feel bad. And mm -hmm. this is before so much therapy. And I got bullied in the workplace a lot in my life. So like experiencing that made me realize I was like, you know, I just I can't stand it when people are intentionally mean. 
for what? What's your point? What? Why are you doing that? Is there a reason? Are you trying? What are you trying to accomplish? Because right. all you're doing is damage. I don't get it. Like I don't get it, and I and I know that I react in ways that say otherwise, because of you know our brain is just special like that. But um, in in a true sense, like most people, I do not respond in a way of like the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why are you like, I mean, I've been in situations where people just call them like, well, why can't you do that? What's wrong with you? Are you just dumb? Like, it's not that hard. Or yeah, even just like saying things like, rude. it's not that hard. Like, that's a trigger to me. Um, And like people just downplaying mental health. Big trigger. Yeah. Because or anybody who wants to draw in politics and say feelings don't matter, big trigger, because feelings do matter and oh, you yeah. need to take fu- the the politics right the fuck out of it because first things first, everybody's feelings matter and they need to be heard or respected in some way or another. If you can't do that, then you just, you know, you need to go join a cult. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and leave us all alone. Right. <laughs> Um, or just go to therapy. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Do us all a big favor and go to therapy. Um, my trigger also like some of my triggers are just being too exhausted and like having your baby mm-hmm. cry. Yeah. Um, that really sends me into an upset mode. Um Yeah, hearing Sylvie's voice when I've like had a freaking day or when I'm like, I just woke up and yeah. she's got needs, needs, needs huge trigger for me lately it's been hard because he's been really fussy at night and i've been having a way way harder time like handling him at night so i haven't Mm -hmm. been (laughs) for like the last week i haven't been and like this week i i tried to like rock him to sleep and i wasn't able to and i just got so upset and i was like you know what i'm sorry son like i got it i gotta go and um and it was so depressing (laughs) honestly but then it made me realize that like and i gotta say this and I don't care how much hate I get for it. It was so traumatizing to become a mom. Oh, like, oh it's my God. So yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Holy no yeah. one said that. That's why I'm that. not having other kids right now. Like, hell no. Maybe like, in my life. I'm I don't not know, but like, saying it wasn't worth it. I'm saying no. it was absolutely worth it. But all of the trauma and then you're healing from all of those nights where you sat there and felt like a to- total failure and a total pile of trash it feels like it's not fucking worth it yeah and you're like why am i trying like i'm not yeah. good enough and then like you just go through all of these mental phases when you become yep. a mom and it's even dads go through it and i'm not oh, hell I'm, yeah. I'm not saying any you know I know Dill definitely went through his transition of like I'm going to organize and clean everything all the time to I'm just going to feed I'm him just at gonna, night. Yeah, make sure he's alive and <laughs> yeah. sleep. Yeah. Like uh but it's it's a super traumatic process and I realized that like one of my main triggers is just when he is upset and inconsolable at nighttime. Yeah. It's no it's not when the sun is up like it's only at night and Different have, stimuli, your body's probably like, you know, doing one thing, yeah. trying to rest and try to do something. And then, you know, the stimulus that's coming from your child is a lot. And I'm really lucky because Dylan is just a fucking great dad. He loves taking care of him at night. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say he wants to wake up all the time, <laughs> but like he he loves putting him to bed. He loves being able to rock him. Um, and it's just like when I hold him and he's really fighting me Mm -hmm. i feel bad holding him down does that make sense like i feel bad wrapping him in a blanket and holding his hands down like if i hate forcing him oh no i totally understand and dylan's totally fine with it and i'm like all right cool you do it because for me it sends me into like an emotional i can't do it yeah um and i'm trying to like move on from that and like but i mean realistically how much is it worth it for me to traumatize myself to try and do something for my son that my my his father can do just fine right you're a team for a reason and he's almost a year old he's like you know what i mean yeah. this afternoon i laid him down after feeding him a bottle and i gave him the bottle in the crib when we were almost done with it and he just passed out nice. by himself and i was like that's what i want you to learn how to do very nice. We aren't going to do this rocking back and forth thing very much longer. That swing can't hold you very much longer either. So it's either us or the swing. All right. 
but you know i'm i'm just grateful that he's he's doing good um but yeah the the whole like motherhood thing i don't think of it like it's talked about very much how traumatic the entrance of motherhood is yeah and i can't imagine having multiples and i don't want to and Mm-mm. god bless y'all like thank you guys you. deserve metal you deserve freaking nobel peace prize like i saw this article about this runner this olympic runner i think she was australian don't quote me um and she was like running i forget 16 hours or something without being able to breastfeed her kid and then she just like rips her top off it pumps there's a photo of her pumping in one breast and feeding the other and she's just dripping in sweat and i'm like she just ran for 16 hours i'm like i fucking love you (laughs) like badass that's crazy yeah um how do we encourage our kids to learn about mental health through their developmental years um where did i ah so what i put down here was like three main things is we ask our toddler how they're feeling constantly we try to like ask her you know main questions like you know what's going on how are you feeling how do you you know what do you feel in your body that kind of stuff especially when she gets like upset we give her lots of choices um she's kind of a picky eater sometimes and she's very picky with her clothes very picky So we give her lots of choices and help her, you know, to understand that she has a choice in everything that she does. Um, And then we also like respect certain boundaries or certain demands that she has. Um, So like when she tells us to leave her alone and she yells at us, leave me alone. She knows she has full reign to be in her room and play with her toys, color or read. And that is completely Mm -hmm. fine. We'll let her be by herself (laughs) and just and just do her thing um we try to parent her like we treat her like an adult but pg so like we're like hey kiddo you know do we understand that you're angry you're gonna get your time away but mom and dad are gonna come back and then we're gonna talk about what's going on and that's when we start asking her how do you feel what does your body feel like what do you want to do are you mad at mommy can you tell me why you're mad at mommy what did Mm -hmm. i do and when she's like, I don't want to talk about it and be like, okay, that's fine. But we have to talk about it so that we can, we can work on it. Yeah. Um, which is really neat because now she's actually getting the idea that like, we are going to talk about it. And then she'll tell us now, like, it made me mad that you wouldn't let me watch TV. And we're like, well, the time to watch TV, like was over. Like you've been watching TV for a couple hours, kiddo. Like, it's not good. Like we got to stop doing this. This mm-hmm. is a bad, bad habit. And she's just like, okay. And we're like, I'm sorry. It makes you angry. And she goes, it's okay. <laughs> and i'm just like you want to have a dance party and she's like yes and i'm like see it's not always bad having the tv off you get to listen to music yeah so it's hard to screens are hard i don't know what i'm gonna do i am very guilty of letting my child watch way too much fucking television but you know what i mean you're doing your i can best. only do what i can do you're, you're only doing your best yeah um, i'm aware of it and don't feel bad every saturday we wake up and we watch toy story and every Saturday, Sylvia used to watch Toy Story one through four back to back. I have to back like to back. the opposite issue where like my nine month old, I don't know if it's his age or whatever, but like he does not want to watch movies or TVs. Like he'll watch oh, yeah. it for, for like a, a little while, a little bit, and then want to do other stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like so, I try to like train him to sit still once in a while. He does not cuddle. He's not, you know what I mean. He's yeah. not like he does not sit still. Um, whatsoever <laughs> sensory toys might be a good one i've known I that a lot of there's like he's like a really million like sensory toys um i just think he's really hyperactive I and mean, he's probably got adhd you know i've got it yeah <laughs> i know his dad's got it somehow he's also <laughs> an infant so that plays into it too that so, is too you know. and i'm not like trying to overly think about it but like it's yeah. tough sometimes so well, sometimes as a parent, you're just like, ah, I got a feeling. And I it's try usually to, right. as far as, like, encourage them as far as, like, understanding their feelings and all that, I do try to, like, even now, um, just pay attention to what he's doing and how he's feeling about it. Right. I ask him how he's feeling, and he makes sounds. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's, he's only little. nine months, but he definitely knows what I'm like trying to get at. He tries to say I respond. love you. He, yeah, Just he tries so to cute. say I love you. Um, he said okay the other day. But I have like books 
about feelings and books about diversity, books about education and books about inclusion. And you know what I mean? I try to like keep him really curious about how to, you know, become who he is. Right. Um, and I think books are like the greatest tool you can use with kids because they love books. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's a great method. Um, definitely ask a temperature check with him, you know, like I was just saying, um, and you know, with infants, it's like a lot of different things. <laughs> it's like, oh, are you gassy? Oh, are you, you know, like, are you mad at me because you're you tired? Hungry? Are you tired? Are you sleepy? Or, you know, you, do you need a bath? You have like, a fever. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> are you, do you teething? You know, right. You it's a hard? lot of things, um, that are just like merely... Little a things that you never thing. think, like a baby, like Sylvie's sweet would get, feet would get sweaty, and she would hate having oh socks my God, on. So she would cry when she had socks on, and the only thing she wanted was her socks off. <laughs> and I'd take her socks off, and she just <sighs> that's like, and then she'd with wiggle her toes, and I'm like, oh my god, this child need to air out her feet, <laughs> and she'd stop crying. I'd be like, I and it it would piss me off because I'd be like, are you serious? That's how Shepard with clothes in the summer when he was a newborn, he wouldn't wear any. Nope. No, Sylvia now still doesn't never want. She wants to wear a million different outfits throughout the day, but she doesn't ever want to actually wear clothes anywhere. I also apologize to my son a lot when I make mistakes. Oh, yeah. And he's like literally super small. But I want him to understand that, like, I am your mom, but like, I'm not, you know, I'm capable of making mistakes. We're all in this together. It's it's not a hierarchy. It's a it's a family. And um that's just not something we were given whatsoever i don't think um and i don't think a lot of millennials and the majority of these listeners are like people from 25 to 37 or something mm -hmm. or 41 something like that it's a pretty wide yeah we'll go over we'll go over that in a second but like i think it's super important to apologize to your kids oh yeah um you know, being be, real with your kids and even making for a real stuff they don't understand me. Like, I'm so sorry that it's hard for you right now. Yeah. And I'm so sorry that I made a mistake right. because that's super big for me is like when I get upset and I shout or something like that, I make it an effort to look at my son and be like, hey, oh, yeah. babe, I'm sorry. That was not how I should react. And own those behaviors because even when you do that with like a baby or whatever, you're making that conscious like note uh, you know i don't want to react this way because i don't want to fucking apologize again yeah no i've told sylvia i'm like hey we can't yell and scream to get what we want and she'll even tell me she's like you do yeah, and i'm just fuck. like well <laughs> i'm working on that and i was like i am i'm really and i'm like right now i'm in the failing stages and i'm like usually you start by failing a lot and you keep trying till you start getting it right and i looked at her and i'm like i'm in the failing stages and she goes okay and I just try to be real, like, just be really real with your kids. Don't put on that facade or that kid voice or whatever you do. Like, you know, I had to stop because I noticed I started, you know, I, I do it a lot. I, you know, continue to baby her. She, I mean, she's still very little, but I try not to use like a baby voice or talk to her like she's stupid. I try to talk to her like, like she's a person. a person. Yeah. And know, treat her like a Shep person. Like a baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Shep is pretty baby, but. You gotta no, get soon. soon, very soon, sooner than you think. He's yeah, he's getting there. Today we were trying to get him. To, I was trying to say mama, mm -hmm. and every time he said, I said mama, he go, duh. <laughs> every time I was like mama, duh. duh, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! Mm -hmm. Like, come on, I gave birth to you. Like, there's something inherently wrong, but also hilarious because Dylan was just sitting there, just taking it all in and enjoying himself and i'm like you know what all this work i put it in at least someone's enjoying it no well, he puts in a great amount of work to oh, take yeah. care of our son so i'm it i'm i can't even extend that greatness any further than i can imagine um so i kind of want to go over some statistics because we're you know the show's kind of been growing a little bit Ooh, um yeah. and so I want to list first list all the countries we were listening to, because like that to me was pretty exciting. Fun fact. So 93% of our listeners are from America and the rest are Australia, United Kingdom, Switzerland, Canada, India, 
South Africa, Ukraine, Turkey, and Malaysia. Very cool. Dang. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, please let us know how we're doing. I would love an international perspective, um, especially because just we get sucked into our culture here so quickly with, you know, the social medias right. and everything in between. Um, we definitely passed our like little 300 marker. So, Hell yeah. Uh, we, we smashed that pretty quickly. Um, which was cool because I was like watching it and I was like, oh, we're close. Oh, we're almost there. Oh, we're, we're, we're over. We're at 311. But <laughs> now we're just going to, um, we got like a photo shoot set up for March, early March. Oh, um, yeah. we got, I got the smoke bombs. I got to show them to you. They look very like, cool. They came in like a freaking package of like explosive stickers. Oh my and gosh. I'm like, oh my God, dangerous. this is so dangerous. <laughs> but I'm excited. It'll be a lot of fun. Are they to military just... grade smoke bombs? I, I don't know. Like, they're definitely, like, what I've been recommended. I don't remember. I can't pull that up right now. My brain is lizard-like. I'm like, is it, like, from a party store online? No, no. It It was from from a a photography smoke bomb company. They probably are military-grade. Yeah. That's probably why they got the explosive sticker. Yeah. I'm like, damn. They're cool. They're fucking cool. I've seen a lot of people. Huh? What colors? We got two purple, two pink, and I think two yellow. Cool. So, oh, yeah. yeah, we were like a whole bunch and I'm thinking about maybe hiring a couple models to help us do some like messaging mm-hmm. with photo art. Anyway, yeah. we'll do something. Um, if not, we'll at least get those promo pictures taken. See you all. See our beautiful faces. And uh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know anymore. These days I'm like. Our beautiful faces and our mom bods. I'm like. <sighs> I came to the realization the other day that I'm a MILF. Hey, same. We milfs. But like, for me, it's like 50 feet away because once you see my face, you're like, you're definitely over 30. <laughs> but you can I'd still like, be a milf over 30, the Annie. The only thing I want to change about my freaking body is my face. Like, the like skin on my face. Like, my face is fine. But like, There's my, I just my want body. it to, yeah, you know, everybody has something. Oh, yeah. Um. So, the other thing I thought about, we we could chat about is what life was like when we were teens and lived together under the Kilgore house. Oh, that was interesting. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I wasn't quite a teenager. How old were you? Okay, so it was 2007-ish, 8-ish. So I was like 18. And I was probably in like uh fifth like grade, sixth six, grade. I think you were in seventh grade. Okay, sixth so you are grade, maybe yeah. class of what year? 2015. Oh, Jesus. I'm like 08, so... Seven years? Yeah, Dylan's seven years older than me. And you're just a couple months Damn, older Damn, so yeah, you were hella young, man. That's so weird how, like, once you're an adult, well, you're, like, all like, <laughs> I, You remember meeting us and being like, damn, all of you guys are, like, little adults. And we were like, yeah. And then you got to know us, and you got to know the you got fuck to shit, understand. and you were like, oh my god. At the time, they didn't have the capacity to realize that I came from a household that was way freaking differently ran. Oh, yeah. And I went into, like, culture We didn't shock understand mode. that other places were ran differently at all. I we went were into culture so shock mode, bad. and to be honest with you, your mom is such a welcoming person. <sighs> and it was super good for like me to be in that situation i mean definitely everybody's got double edges um but like in that circumstance where i was coming from like it was a fucking godsend and yeah i think we all raised hell with each other but it was also a lot of fun (laughs) like you guys did stuff that was fun i never got to do like a lot of it was just an animosity because my parents were so welcoming of you but you didn't have to do anything i should have been doing more and like i i know and i could feel that resentment And for us it was like we are slaves like (laughs) and we barely get affection the fuck i know i feel you and you're not even blood which was like a big you know cultist it's all just like appropriation and and like you know that's just what they thought was right and well, my even parents though it was also, wrong they were they were trying to make you think like that everything here is fine everything's cool everything's I, all right you know like, and like i just we had, were treated really well that summer i just had I'll to grow up that. too like that's the other part is like i was on the brink of being an adult and i just needed to get the final out the door and and trust me i did like i definitely went off and learned how to be a grown-up but it was definitely an experience of just like summertime, 
fucking going to people's pools and going through the McDonald's drive through and ordering 42 sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or, so... or ordering the fi- two or three 50 McChicken My nugget. mind was blown because I was like, I've never seen that many McChickens. I've never or seen chicken them. nuggets, yeah, or we were, nuggets really, or anything, yeah. yeah. And I'm just All like, and it's just like a hog fest, or, or like the Chinese food would come in like four bags. We just had a Chinese food night. It was Ooh, so good. good. It was a lot smaller than usual. It was just, but I, yeah, it was just like this weird spectacle of like the end of my like youth that I just was like, well, wow, people get to just these people just get to do whatever they want. Well, I can do whatever. Do wanna, like, do you want to? Are, are you gonna go to? I mean, I guess we could edit this out if you want, but are you going to go to, um, uh, like, this summer's, like, my parents, what they want to do, the Airbnb thing? Yeah, probably. Do you want to try and record when we're there? Yeah. I think that'd be Ooh, fun. we could do with maybe Ellie and maybe, maybe Kenna. Yeah. Um, it's up to you. I'm going to let you take the lead on that one because they're your sisters, but... um. Yeah. You get the consent. Be... Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get their consent and see if they want to be on. I'm um, sure. I know Ellie does, for a fact. Yeah, me too. I just, I'm like trying to find a really good subject matter for us to have. I haven't thought about it. Plus, it's hard to record with three microphones. Art, literature. <laughs> um, Ellie really connects with um, this one poet. Uh, I can't remember her name. The late poet. Uh, put her head in the oven. Um, mm. uh, Harriet Tubman? I don't know. Nope. That's probably not a. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Nope, not that one. Nope, not that one. <laughs> oh um, my god, Annie. Blonde moments. Not that there's anything wrong with blondes. And I'm a brunette, by the way. So that doesn't really work. You're a sandy blonde. I'm look at this color. This is dark ass brown. It's like auburn. Yeah. I don't know. It's I have really ashy hair. Blonde. I have an ashy brown hair. Um I guess we can round up the round up the show here yeah. with can't let it go which i stole from an NPR podcast and i'm just <laughs> gonna own it because there i like go. the idea um and or we can leak leave mm-hmm. a recommendation because there i think go. that's a good idea that's too yeah. um but my can't let it go is squishmallows oh my god yeah <laughs> oh my god you guys don't understand like so on valentine's day um, me and Dylan on date night went to the store to buy like candy and stuff because like usually you can find tons of Valentine's crap for sit once mm-hmm. nothing was on the shelves. We, we found like a bottle of like it's all out right now. It's Martinelli's all, there's tons of stuff right now. I know, but on the day oh, Valentine's yeah, it was Day, out. it was gone, and there's I was like, so that's a disappointment because that was like our thing when we were like go surf the shelves and get something on discount because like we don't we don't really want to do presents or anything. Did it's you go to Kroger? Or Fred Meyers. We went to Fred Meyers and we went to Target. That's what I'm saying. We went to Fred Meyers and I think they must have had like a shipment late because the flowers, they have like literally all the good There was tons flowers of flowers right left. now. There was yeah. just no candy, nothing no, else. No, all shorted. And I was like, what the fuck? Anyways, we've ended up finding some cupcakes and some Martinelli's. Um, yes. But we bought Shepard like a Squishmallow. Mm-hmm. And I like... I'm obsessed. I'm upset my mom didn't send home <laughs> Shepard's gift from us because we got him an adorable little uh, soft plushie. It's not Squishmallow, but it's a plushie. Mm-hmm. And it's a little dinosaur. And it's like Aww. cotton candy, like blue cotton candy color. Oh, he loves pastels. So like, I noticed that this first thing he tripped out when he saw this squishmallow rich colors i had a video on my on my facebook or social media or whatever of him i just like pulled it out and he was just he would go from like sitting on his butt to jumping yeah and just attacking and (laughs) he loves these things so i bought two more (laughs) oh yeah and And now he just chills out he lays on them he just jumps around on them he's he loves us. We got like Katrina, cool. Courtney, and Louisa. <laughs> I need to get the Sylvia one for Sylvia. And I love I know. that it's a unicorn. It's you got to figure that out because those things are going to run out and then they're really expensive. <laughs> I want, well, do you know what's really expensive? We went to build a bear. Guess how much we spent? Oh my God. On two bears. How much? Guess. $100. $105. $50 a fucking bear? It was like $20 when I was at, What? Yeah, and well, they do have a sound. The outfits Both of them are have expensive. A sound. Yeah. yeah, the sounds. You when you add it all together, mm. does did she kiss the heart? Yeah. Oh, they do I a whole ritual a thing. Yeah, no, she, I did. I was it. like, you just made the the thing I come alive like a Toy Story. Kid. 
Did you go as a kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My yeah. favorite teddy bear still is the yeah. is my build. That's why we did it. Because I'm like, okay, I've done it. If I die or something horrible happens to me, I can say that I took my fucking kid to build a bear. True. And I let her get whatever the fuck she wanted. Um, shout out to my sister though, McKenna, who paid for the outfits and the accessories. That was wonderful. Um, because then it made that's it nice. it made it almost half and half. So like we could all it's, yeah, treat it's, her. Yeah, that's nice. And then we went to Starbucks so and kind of got her a cake pop, and I got her a little frappuccino. Don't hate on me. I understand it's a shit ton of sugar. There's no caffeine, so it's not a big deal. Eh, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Eh, I'm about to give my son um pancakes, uh, because I got like a little mm-hmm. baby pancake mix or whatever. But I'm also gonna give him like syrup because he's never had sugar. Oh my gosh, you should. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna probably Tristan like will probably sugar. get another thing of homemade syrup from his dad, and we should give the baby that. I love homemade syrup. Oh gosh, I've been to Canada good. and drained it out of a maple tree. They're before. in it's so amazing. Wisconsin. I'm, I'm They're spoiled. in Wisconsin, and they have to have like a license or something. Oh yeah, they've got great fucking it's maple trees. Old. Oh my god, it literally tastes like vanilla. Like it, but not like bad. It doesn't taste like vanilla flavored no, fucking syrup. It's just vanilla maple syrup, and it's so good. Shout out to the Lees. You guys do a really really good. So what's your maple can't syrup. let it go? I can't let it go right now. Um, it can't be in Canto because you did that last no. episode. <laughs> I had cheese Although and wine last good. night, which was so wonderful. That's good. I had a Moscato uh, Bellevianto, um, and it's a like a uh, aged cheese with um, like red wine over the rind, and it is delicious. And I had that with a California um, red blend from Target, I think. No, mm-hmm. from Fred Meyers. Um, and it was really good. It was really nice to have Sylvie watched for the night and to... Just relax. Watch, watch Letter Kenny and have cheese and wine. <laughs> Dude, Letter Kenny, Dylan's obsessed with that show. I it's it's almost too corny half the time for me. I like it. It is our that. family though. It's like we're the yeah. quote unquote good old boys <laughs> kind of family. But also we're like, don't make fun of gay people. Don't make fun of like drug heads, like druggies, like don't make fun of people and they're like they're don't just don't be a bad person. Yeah. Like be a good person. It's you can really not. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I love it. Got, I'm like, this is this is very close to what my family's like and whatnot. I just like it. I have no idea what my family is like. It still feels so new. Like we're it, we're much more urban than how Letterkenny is, but babies same kind of vibes, dear. same kind of bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Let's just drink and do do shit. <laughs> Always good. I haven't been drinking very much, and almost it's like I can almost just say I stopped drinking because I don't remember the last drink I had, but it's definitely like five months ago, four, three, four months ago. I'm like, yeah. I have no idea. I had a couple drinks um, with my new medication and really not supposed to drink too much with it. And I literally had like one drink and I was like, I can see why. And I did not <laughs> enjoy it. I had two glasses of wine last night and I felt fine, which okay. is what I like my. You don't want to overdrink. Yeah, no. But... They're like, if you're gonna drink with it, like what I read online is like, you can have wine is what your doctor will pers- like say is okay to have with it, but you don't want to drink hard alcohol, especially when you're right. taking it's it and drinking hard alcohol. Your bloodstream. Yeah. Is that what it is? Your bloodstream it goes faster. Well, it's just a higher blood alcohol or right. uh, a higher alcohol concentration. And your medication works within your bloodstream. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right, well, I'm going to leave you guys with the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number. Please don't be afraid to reach out to these people. Um, I mean, I literally put this in the description of every episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I try to remember to say every episode, although I think last episode we might have not said it. But it's in the description. Always. The number for that is 1-800-273-8255. You can text or call them. They have Spanish and English. They're open 24 hours. Don't hesitate to contact them. And hey, don't hesitate to contact us either. We will help you out as much as we can to guide you to the resources you need. Um, Or, you know, even just talk to you. Like, we're good listeners. We really are. Um, Just message or so with any questions. or topic ideas. I we would really like some ju- suggestions for that because as you know today we're talking about our dang selves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like it was it was a good idea just mm-hmm. you know fill Check them in, in and let you guys know how we're doing and just more or less what what like you know we're mm-hmm. challenged with. And... We opened up and then maybe if you want to open up and we can start we this can little share. 
two-way road. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. All right, guys. Make sure to follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Annie Are You Okay Podcast and on Twitter at AAYO Podcast, all caps. Holy crap. Do you hear all those geese flying behind us? I wonder if you can pick it up on the mic. I am terrified of birds. I hate geese. I hate birds. Dylan can tell you about the geese. And we have this like reservoir behind us. So there's always like flocks of them. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, Tune in soon for a new episode. All right. Love ya. Love ya.